Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Be present, always. Whatever you do, just be here. Even if it is for five minutes, just be here. Enjoy this moment. Mm-hmm. Don't think about what you're losing or what you can gain. And right now, right here, that's the best moment. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back. I am whispering, you guys, to the Women in Tech podcast. I am whispering because I am in Zurich, Switzerland. It is exactly 12.45 now, and I am with an amazing, amazing, amazing woman in tech, Elena. We're sitting here in Zurich, Switzerland, in her living room. Her two-and-a-half-year-old daughter is asleep. She has taken me around Zurich and the surrounding cities, like a place called Zug. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Zug? Zug. Which is like the, the mecca for cryptocurrency. Um, and I got to meet the former head of uh, marketing for Oracle. I got to um, get in touch with this uh, this um, company called SEPA that is establishing the first bank for crypto. She could get more into it. Um, but Elena has just been this amazing resource that I met in a female crypto telegram channel and it's uh, been a pleasure to be here so now we wanted to make this interview happen so we are going to whisper together and you guys will intimately listen to our whispers as we go through the journey of her being coming a woman in tech <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do yeah, thank you very much. I'm so happy that you also could come here. You know, like we have this little group, <laughs> Swiss Crypto Ladies, where basically it is uh, Crypto Ladies Switzerland. Right. And sometimes we talk to each other and when we meet, it's it's so great. Yeah, <laughs> it's, this has been really exciting. The world gets so small. But you guys, it is 12:45 a.m. Like it is legit the middle of the night. I mean, talk about two dedicated women in tech. <laughs> and legit, she's been just like supporting me with her Wi-Fi as I'm like on conference calls back in the U.S. Like making things happen. This has been amazing. But like, go ahead and and formally introduce yourself to everybody and um, tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do in the tech world. All right. So, um, I am Alena. And your last name? Alena Yudina. (laughs) I work for CryptoAdvice and I'm responsible for positioning, investor relations, partnerships, and basically business development of tech companies. As I'm not that talented to build up my own uh, 
new generation <laughs> technologies, but I am talented enough to understand it and to translate to a normal world. That's exactly. And the work is always happening. Yeah, exactly. That you could hear. <laughs> It was the email. <laughs> I can't believe you have email notifications enabled. Yep. Come on, like after after twelve, it's not really necessary. Right, early, earlier tonight, she at like nine thirty. She's like, should I send this email tonight, or should I send this message nine thirty? I'm like, no. Like you should, if you're gonna send a message nine thirty, you should send it via email. And like now, she has email notifications on, so someone's sending her a message. At like almost one in the morning yeah i try oh, to keep that, my sounds that off tech life so. okay go ahead go ahead go ahead well i don't know where to start like basically when we were discussing that we will meet i have the interview i yeah. was so excited but i never know where to start how i get into tech i i'm just amazed by the technology where the world goes and i love to be involved in a way So as even being not a developer, like to help, to help it grow. Yeah. And when did, when did you first discover technology? Like how old were you? <sighs> wow. Well, what kind of technology? Like my first it, computer was. Yeah. Or even like the first kind of inkling that this is something that you really liked. Were you a little girl? Well, you know what? I, I remember myself when I was, I think, about 13 12 or 13 and this new the, the phones were just black and white yeah and i was remember i was walking to and this is in moscow russia yeah and i was walking i was thinking that would be so cool i want like my dream was i want to have a phone which can make photos and videos at the same time like i can choose whatever i want and then this phone would also have a button to change the color of my car. So yeah. basically I'm in black. I want to have a black car and I just press it. It's amazing. I want to change the color. How has that car. not been invented yet? Why do we not have that? You know, I've, I've been in Monaco and I've discussed this exactly with, um, with Jim. Uh, he's, um, founder of Kona bicycle. Yeah. Amazing, amazing man. Like so interesting, so talented. Yeah. And he was like, you know, that, Exactly because of the ideas like yours, uh, our product gets um, new generations and that's how we want to work. That's yeah. what we do. We get the ideas, we get inspired, we implement it, we get something new. That yeah. We grow our business. But this, uh, like, I don't know if he can do this. Let's see. <laughs> But for the cars, I'd yeah. like to have a car which can change the color. Who wouldn't? That would be amazing. <laughs> yes. And so, okay, so you got your, you recognize the phones, the black and white phones, living in Moscow. Um, did you, when did you end up moving out of Moscow and why? I moved out of Moscow. Like first I was working for, uh, well, I was working for a while for a trading company. And in worked, Moscow? Uh, yeah, it was in Moscow. Then it was in uh, Uh, Dubai for so for some time. It wasn't into so that's skipping forward, I guess. So like, what was the transition in discovering the phones and to starting to pers pursue an interest in technology? Did you study anything in tech uh, related to tech in school? Absolutely, actually, opposite. I've been always thinking that uh, technology is not for me because I'm so humanitarian. Like, I love history. I, yeah. I almost. I'm almost a doctor of history. Yeah. Um, so 
you discovered the phones mm-hmm. when, and that kind of perked your interest into this world and you wanted to start to change things and you were thinking about changing the color of cars. Were you thinking about changing the color of cars at that time? You were thinking about changing the color of the phone. No, the colors. I wanted the to car. have a button Even on, the then. Co- on, the, on, the, on the phone, which yeah. can change the color of my car. And, and then you started studying technology in school or no? I was learning when I was 12 or 13, I was learning C++, just out of curiosity. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, and then I realized that uh, it's interesting, but at the same time, a bit uh, too um, boring, let's say, to me. So it's yeah. interesting as something new, but to yeah. do it constantly would be boring for, to me. Right. So, uh, and then I was... Yeah, and then I got a job in, like, I was living sitting next to Moscow, and then I got a job in Moscow, and then at the age of 15, I moved to Moscow and started to work for a governmental organization. Oh, wait, before 15, where were you living? In the city nearby. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I moved to Moscow and started to work for a governmental organization, and then I realized that... At 15 years old? Yeah, from 16 to 18, I was working there. Yeah, you're always an overachiever. I told you I was always the youngest one. You never believed. So great. <laughs> like 15 years old. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it was, it was not the top position, you know, right? <laughs> the, to have any job at all at 15, please. <laughs> Barely want to do the dishes at 15. I don't even want to do the dishes now. <laughs> I was bored from my school. <laughs> and so okay, at 15, you get your first job with yeah. a government agency yeah. Yeah, in, in Moscow. Yeah. And then what happens? And then I realized that, first of all, these guys really need technologies. <laughs> yeah. Everything was so on paper, like so messy. And second of all, I realized that I never, ever want to work for government again. Uh, why, why was that? Um, because you don't create their things. You get dictated what to do. Yeah. And basically, I think that was the biggest lesson in my life. Because since then, I think I was always trying to do things on my own. Yeah. So I had either my own companies or I was sometimes I was helping friends. And I don't remember myself looking for a job. Either I get offered or I was having something on my own. So it was I always had the charity foundation on the side and then some kind of either business or project. So and yeah and then i was studying international relations so basically it's all about people and i think that technology is about people so what we forget and basically what developers forget when i work with them especially i see this they are so concentrated on the technology that they don't think about people so what people think how people understand it how people understand their ideas right right so and then i realized that my talent is to bridge it Mm-hmm. The bridge gap between the technology and developers and people who can understand, who should understand it. Actually, that's why I love blockchain, because that's exactly the business model when, where the people are behind the business. Yeah. So they create the community behind and support it. And it should actually, that's how the business should build up. Be how should business be built? Yeah. <laughs> How a business should be built. And okay, so you go from your government job and then from there, like walk me through how you parlayed to get to Switzerland. I mean, via Dubai. I mean, you've like, you been yeah, everywhere. it's been a lot. Yeah. It's been a lot. And then at what point did you actually start pursuing a career in technology? Um, I had a little break between my jobs 
because I was raising my daughter. And then when I decided to get back yeah, to business. We're skipping around so much. I think it's, you guys, I think it's part of the like 1 a.m. combo. <laughs> you don't, because you weren't 15 and then you had your daughter. <laughs> like no, a lot right. happened so, in that time. So let's, let's start at 15. So you have that job. And then what's the job. next move you I made? Had, I had a job. And then, uh, then in the age of a basically, yeah. And then I had also always in parallel study and working. Yeah. And then I decided that I want to know more languages and I want to study more. Yeah. So yeah, I left my job and I was more concentrated on my study and was having parallel projects on the side. So yeah, and I was happy and the age of, uh, I, how much, how old I was, 21 or mm -hmm. 22, I had my own trading company, commodity trading. And then... Yeah, and then I fell in love with a guy, and he. Wait, how did you learn how to do commodity trading? I I got I got like a, a little bit of experience yeah. with another company in Dubai, exactly yeah. actually. So I learned from them. It was a funny story. It's it's exactly actually about the bridging between uh, product and the people, because they asked me as like my friend asked me to work for them as interpreter yeah. for in two days yeah or three days three days i think and on the second day like f first two hours or so i was yeah. uh, studying what they what kind of information they give to people and yeah. how they communicate it was an exhibition and then in two hours when people were coming i was just answering the questions so i wasn't translating anymore right and they were like what's going on <laughs> yeah so, and on the second day, they offered me a job of the representative of the company. And I was like, guys, but I don't know anything about commodities. <laughs> <laughs> they like, that's not the main. <laughs> you got the point. <laughs> so I got the job, which I absolutely didn't expect. And it was a great experience. We are still friends with those guys. And I liked it so much that then later on I decided to go the direction myself and open my own company. But it was 24-7, like really 24-7. Yeah, like right now. No, 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 it was worse because there were always time zones and yeah. you have to be like when it's uh, about trading, whatever happens, yeah. you need to be um, on every time zone. Yeah. in touch with the team or like really you need to be alert. And then I fell in love and I moved to Switzerland and then I fell in love with Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had my amazing daughter and then I realized that whatever happens now I can't go back to commodities because I, or actually any trading because like it's just 24 seven and I want to spend time with my, my daughter. daughter. Yeah, like I cannot do it. And then I decided, all right, so what else do I do? Business development. So that's the thing. Okay. And I've chosen the company I want to work for yeah. or with. And I was like, before like before I offer them that I want to do for them, what I want to do for them, I had to study their documents. And the document, the main document was the white paper, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I opened it. And you know, right, that yeah. I'm not a tech girl, like 100% tech. Yeah. So I opened it and I couldn't understand any word. And I yeah. called a friend from Google. I said, like, you have to help me yeah. <laughs> get it. 
So he was sitting with me for hours explaining everything like to a child. Yeah. What basically what is blockchain? How does it work? What is white paper? Yeah. Why does why does do they need it? What kind of security protocol they want to build? Yeah. What kind of business development basically we can build for the banks with them? And yeah, for hours and I I understood the basics and it was enough to learn more. So yeah, that's how it started. I think you bring up a really interesting, um, I don't know what the right word is, not point, but like that you asked your friend for help. Yeah. Like it's really important that we talk about that for a moment because um, sometimes we feel like because we don't know the answer ourselves that we're not good enough for the role or not good enough for the opportunity. And we feel like asking someone for help is potentially either a burden or we just shouldn't take the job because we have to ask for help. We don't already know the answer ourselves. Um, how did you have the confidence in yourself to focus on what resource can I access in order to get to where I want to be rather than thinking this isn't right for me? Well, uh, you know, when you spend two years with a child, you get disconnected from the rest of the world completely. It doesn't matter. For me, I just didn't have any choice. For me, it wouldn't matter where I would go. I would be as uh, a fresh start. Yeah. Absolutely fresh start. Yeah. Anywhere I go. Yeah. So like for me, it was like, I realized that I want to do this yeah. and then I just need to get the answers. And if I can't find answers myself, I ask for help. That's why we have friends. Yeah. Or whenever they need me, I'm there. Whenever I need them, they come. I think it's so important. And then one thing I want to touch base on is we've been talking about your two and a half year old daughter. Mm-hmm. How do you balance being a driven leader and being a mom? I would say that it really completes each other <laughs> because uh, all what I do is uh, for our and basically her better future because I want her to live in a world of, I don't know, open world when people really collaborate instead of competing with mm-hmm. each other, when technology works for people, not against. And yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to build the world for her. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's my motivation. So I would say it's perfectly fits each other. And, and how do you do it like tonight? We were at a tech event. Um, We had a dinner with another woman in tech. We're sitting here now doing an interview. How? What is the support system you have in place um, when you can't be um, with your daughter, or when um, you want to go take advantage of a career opportunity? Well, I have very um, on like basically I manage my schedule myself. That's why I always have here a friend or nanny living with me who helps me with my dog and daughter. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to go to business trips or to meet you guys. (laughs) But at the same time, I try to keep it the balance. For example, in the morning, I spend the whole morning with them, with her. And we were cooking, we were talking, we were reading because I knew that the evening I won't be home. Yeah. So it's like perfectly fine. As long as I can manage things done, it works. Do you ever feel torn as a mom when you choose to spend your time on work versus her and then also vice versa? Like, 
torn as a career woman when you choose to spend time with family versus when you want to be working too. How do you, what advice can you give us on how to mitigate guilt? <laughs> you know, it's just uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the present, be present. You know, actually it's one of the best advices I've ever got. Uh, be present, always. Whatever you do, just be here. Even if it is for five minutes, just be here. Enjoy this moment. Mm-hmm. Don't think about what you're losing or what you can gain. Yeah. Right now, right here, that's the best moment which can happen to you. And if it is with your family, then it is with your family. If it is at work, just get the best out of it. And then you get back to your family. Be present. I love it. <laughs> and now your life is fully immersed in this crypto world. Um, so you went from not understanding a white paper <laughs> yeah. and now it's you live and breathe it so much so you're like, I'm taking you to this random city. Like you will be experiencing crypto tonight. Like um when when did you catapult and being a full fledged crypto blockchain, all these terms that are you know, everybody's talking about these days. Um, there, I still feel intimidated by all these terms. Like it's an overwhelming world to me. And it's like, is it, is it here forever? Is it not? I'm, you know, like how did you transition into becoming a more seasoned person in the space going from having your friend at Google mentor you to where you are today? Well, it was quite speedy actually. It was so speedy that even he's laughing at me. He says like, I, I did it. (laughs) Look at her. I did it. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was uh, when I just got to understand the blockchain, then, of course, I had to talk to people. And the more I was talking to people about it, the more I was trying to get the information and to study. And then the more I liked the people around, the community, how open they are, how, as I said, collaborative they are. And then I realized that's exactly the space I want to grow in. Wait, why don't, I can't believe I missed this. Why don't you tell us just for those of, you know, listeners that don't know, what is blockchain? What is crypto? Like what is blockchain? Like what do they mean? What's the relevance in our life? (laughs) (laughs) Well, blockchain is the technology which would basically change our life in the coming future. It, uh, in simply words, it will make the whole processes, every process, more transparent, quicker and uh, cheaper end of the day because the mediatory part goes away. Uh, what is crypto and all these cryptocurrencies is just one of the implementation of the blockchain, blockchain technology. It's kind of like Android system and the apps on your phone. So crypto is just one of the apps. It's not equal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there are wonderful things blockchain can do, like, for example, um, bridging contracts. Uh, when you load things in one port and you know for sure what kind of goods, uh, when, when, when the ship goes to the por- comes to the port, mm-hmm. you have everything done. What kind of goods, for which kind of temperature, how to load, where to load. Mm-hmm. And while everything's on the way, the smart contract is, has done already the job. So, or another one which can track the medicine, just like you will be 100% sure that you have the original um, tablets, you know, like one, this is so important. Or, yeah, like there are so many beautiful projects I know. 
uh, or identity verifications, which is super hot topic at the moment. Like, I don't know. I know. I know about fifteen different projects of data protection. You know, one thing Morgan, who we met with earlier, who yeah. works with SEPA, said she described in a way I hadn't heard before. She said, "Take out a dollar bill or a cash, yeah. right?" And she's like, "Who had it before you?" I don't know. She's like, well, with crypto, you can know every person who's had that. No, but it depends which, what kind of crypto. Like, oh, there are different look ones. at that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, if you take Bitcoin, yes, you can track it. Yeah. If you get Monero, nope. Interesting. Absolutely not. So there's all sorts of different, different. Ty- types. Yeah, yeah. How do we dive in further to understand as much as you know? Like, where do we even start someone that's really interested in crypto? There is one person I really respect and I really like his book. You can see it over there. Blockchain Revolution mm-hmm. by Don and Alex Tapscott. Uh, like really great guys. And the book is super easy to understand, easy to read. I think it's a great start. And then, of course, there are lots of podcasts, audio or video, which like you can choose whatever you like, basically. Yeah. What kind of language you like, or I think now you can find it in any language. <laughs> What's one huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome, and how did you overcome it? I wouldn't say that I overcome it. I think I'm still on the way. I'm super shy when it's about uh, podcasting or speaking oh, on the stage. What are you talking about? No, no, I am. <laughs> Like, <laughs> just because you're delirious in the middle of the night that you could do this podcast with me? <laughs> no, no. Like with you, we are just talking as friends. Yeah. But whenever it's about interviewing, I've been always trying to avoid it. Whenever I was the head of foundation, I had special people to give interviews. Because really? I was like super afraid always. Yes. Oh, you're Sometimes great. I, I had to do this. Yeah. But like every single time I do this, yeah. I'm shaking inside. That's so funny. I would never know. Do you know, I get nervous before every talk I give. Like really, really nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I just have a rule. Whatever I'm afraid of, I do first. (laughs) (laughs) So, for example, I'm afraid of uh, public speaking. And whenever I have an opportunity, I just go and do it. And that is that is it. Just like be aware of what you're afraid of and go for it. Just do it anyway. Yes. Yeah. Do it first. Not anyway, but first. Oh. Because your your mind will tell you like, okay, okay, you will do this, but later. Okay, not today. Another day. Okay. And you will say, of course, there is so much other things to do. Yeah. But you need to say that no, I am afraid. I'll yeah. do it now, and then I do the rest. So interesting. I love that. Um, what's one thing that we can do to support you as a community, something to accelerate your success? Come to our group. <laughs> Crypto Lady Switzerland. How do they find it? Uh, it's very easy. It's at Crypto Ladies S. Uh, just join us and uh, let's be together. Let's work together. Let's understand each other, know what we do. And the main, what you said is exactly not to be afraid to ask questions and to ask for help when you need this because you have more more friends around than you could ever think. Uh, where can people find you on social? I have uh, Instagram. Sure. What's your handle? Aliona. Well, it is A-L-J-O-N-A dot Yudina is my family name. Y-U-D-I-N-A. 
or the same you can find me in Facebook, but like I'm more um, active on Instagram. I'm actually talking exactly about all these things and I even have a bit more about Switzerland and Zurich, as I told you, I'm a little guide here. Yeah. Let's talk about Zurich a little bit before we wrap up. Like, why do you, why do you love the city so much? I think it's such a cute little city where the business, like, really top of the top of top of the top in business cases, combines with pure nature, and the distances are so good so small that you can really manage the balance between family and business life because you don't spend time on uh, traffic jams or traveling that much right you know it's really important to me so yeah i like our lake anytime anytime you need to think you just go to the lake and get inspired and everything's super close and everybody is very friendly and yeah and you know the food is good as well. <laughs> the food is really good. Um, how is the tech community in in Zurich and the Serenet? You were you informed me that Zug is the mecca for for crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about Zug and how close that is to Zurich and and how the tech community is in Zurich. Okay, well, basically, Zug is the heart of our Crypto Valley. That's a city, by the way, you guys. Yeah. I asked her. I was like, are we going to a tech conference called Zoom? It's not actually just city. It's one of 26 Swiss cantons. And the Swiss system is managed like this, that every canton has their own uh, power to manage the taxes. And like basically everything. It's confederation. Right. You know? So they're quite independent uh, and united at the same time. And I think it also illustrates the whole uh, uh, community. Yeah. <laughs> independent but united. So, uh, of course, Zug has very low taxation and uh, super friendly to any, and especially crypto, businesses. Yeah. So they, uh, they allow a lot and they also negotiate things. And everywhere in Switzerland, the government is so close to people. Whenever you have questions, you can just come over and discuss it. And it's not about corruption. There is almost no corruption, I think. But it's about being open to to people, to entrepreneurs, and help them to build uh, the working business model. That's why Zug is the heart of fintech. Uh, and crypto world here in Switzerland. Okay, Zurich as well. Like basically Zug now is going down to the lake and to Zurich and Zurich also becomes quite interesting, but Zurich doesn't have this kind of taxation. So like everybody has their here offices, but not incorporated companies. But at the same time, we have French speaking Switzerland and French speaking Switzerland is leading in uh, a social social and international initiative let's put it this way so if the project goes to goes for um, if the project goes for not the fintech part but social impact uh, on blockchain then it would rather be like Lausanne or Genève you know yeah so like Switzerland is really interesting in this sense so small but really powerful and every single region completing and competing with each other. <laughs> I think that is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up? 
What else to say? Why say yes to some random girl on the internet mm. traveling into town <laughs> to do a podcast when you're freaked out to do podcasts? Well, it's interesting. It's interesting to meet the people with ideas which you don't have. Like we learn from each other. And uh, yeah, I'm always for collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Elena, for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. This has been rad. This has been an amazing day. Yeah. It's been so special. I think um, one of the things I think about a lot with technology is, um, especially with social media, that I feel like social media actually creates a lot of disconnect. And I feel that humanity is having a hard time, harder time developing social skills, like real, like in-person social skills. And it's always so refreshing when I get to establish offline relationships that were maybe sparked by a digital connection, but then they become a real connection. I feel like, I feel like social media should be used more for an introduction rather than the main relationship and maybe it stays the main form of communication for a while, but eventually the intent it's nice to move offline. And so the day that we experienced today, you meeting me at the train and going to this conference and all these things, it's just, it's so it, to me, it, um, it revitalizes a sense of humanity. Like, yes, everything's fine. We still know how to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting that you said, I think that technology, even if it's great technology, if it's like face-to-face -face video talking, yeah, does not and will never substitute human connection. 100%. Like, 100%. Yeah. I even have a friend here in Zurich. She opened charity foundation, Human Touch. And the main point of it to remind people that uh, digital doesn't always mean human. And don't forget to be human. Don't forget to be with each yeah. other. And uh, to be present when you are with people. It's, it's super interesting what she does uh, in this field. 100%. One last question. What's your favorite tech tool? Tech tool? Yeah, like an app or a software, website, or hardware. It will be a bit um, ordinary answer. That's okay. Because I think ordinary isn't bad. I really recently I really liked uh, ClickUp and uh, Slack together. ClickUp. What's ClickUp? ClickUp is uh, basically oh, how to describe it. Um, team management. Oh. App. Yeah. So Slack and ClickUp together were quite interesting. What's it do? Mm? What's it do for a team management? Um, ClickUp? It's kind of like Asana, yeah. but uh, I think more interface-friendly, Oh, user-friendly And it interface. integrates with Slack. Yeah, it is integrating with Slack, and it's integrating together with Google Docs. Inge what? Yeah, so all, all together, it's quite interesting integration. And, yeah, and you've been using it. Yeah, as all, all together, like it makes it so easy uh, to communicate with the team, to plan things with the team, and then also to share the documents, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I really like it. And uh, yeah, I like when technology uh, te technologies communicate with each other, when it's not 100 million uh, different apps, for yeah. example, but when they work all together. I and, agree. And yeah. 
Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. Like you forget about them. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank hanging you. out with the Women in Tech podcast. If you want to connect with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook book group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Also say hello on Twitter, Women in Tech Show, uh, and say hello on Instagram at Women in Tech Show. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Hope you liked our little whisper interview. <laughs> Bye. Fab Crate is literally the best outfit ever, styled and delivered to your door. It's been being delivered to my door for months now, and oh my God, I opened the box, and it is the cutest, most unique. It's just like you have that little slight edge in the sleeve or a little mesh in a place where you wouldn't normally expect mesh, and it makes me feel so beautiful to wear Fab Crate activewear. It's crazy. It is literally the most fabulous monthly crate of activewear you could possibly subscribe to. Get it. Get yours, fabcrate.com. That's F-A-B-C-R-A-T-E.com. F-A-B-C-R-A-T-E.com. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.